Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You can tell us, but we don't show prep. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, yeah. I, I just, I just, just barely make it's... it in. <laughs> you know, I'm sure you can tell, but we don't show <laughs> I mean, let's, let's, let's put the cards down on the table here. Miami Hurricanes, yeah, you know the name already, it's Merced, ha ha, it's a six red cane show, can't forget the name though, got jazz, blue vision, DJ break the game code, ain't no changing them, ain't no breaking them, real port alive from the Hall Rock Stadium, ball 14 for the orange or green, we see the six rig champs, it's more than a dream, this is life on the field, beyond a hundred yards, a hurricane that's never still put a damage to your squad, the six rig cane show, the six rig cane show, Six rings can show. <laughs> you know. What's wrong with us? Seriously. What's wrong with us? We're Miami Hurricanes fans. Welcome to the Six Rings Cane Show, a show dedicated to Miami Hurricane sports, featuring the legendary Larry Bluestein, Jazz Santana, Vish, and Danny Gillette. Let's go, Canes. All I want to know is what the hell is Bex talking about in the chat? I'm not even going to show it because if it's a reference to, uh, um, but shout out to Max in the chat. Well, Dan yeah, Barry. It's a reference to a Daddy Yankee song, bro. I know, but gas- yeah. anyway, gasoline does not, does not mean filling up with the pump. Anyway. Um... Oh, come on, bitch. <laughs> Jesus. I ain't like, what the gasolina, bro? Come on now. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Max, bro. We love you. He's a member um, of OPEC, I guess. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> shout out to Dan Barry, uh, Les yeah. as well in the chat. Um, I got a question. Nice. I got a question. So obviously, let's say right. So obviously, Puffin Puffin Barger comes in and he, you know, he's competing, and and we get the the, the waiver eligibility blue for for Baby Tua. Um, how many games do you think we can win with a guy like Tua? That's just uh, or baby Tua. Um, just, let's he... call him his name. It's Talia. Yeah. Let's not let's not do that yeah. to the kid. Oh, stop it! Who cares? Baby Tua. Baby Tua. No, no, no. He cares. I can almost guarantee you, he cares. <laughs> yeah. What the hell are we doing here, man? Oh well, so, man. Thank God he's not here on the show, anyways. Um, <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? Does this uh does this elevate us and, and put us in? nine, 10 wins, 11 wins, do you think that he has a type of talent to come in and be able to bridge that gap and, and, and do well this year? I'm not going to say a number. Uh, me and DJ are going to ponder that during the summer. <laughs> you were right, though, this year, but you were right. So. 
<clears throat> yeah, know. well, um, if you just well, nailed the, the damn ball, you wouldn't have been right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, Jazz, did you see the uh, the guy Fiava ends up at Georgia? Yeah, from UNLV. I saw. It. Yeah. I saw wow. It. Yep. Wow. Yeah. That's, that, was, uh, that was interesting. You know, I do think that I do wonder some of this. You know, and speaking about Poppenbarger as well, except we don't really have a starter, so he could potentially find his way into that role. If some of this is bigger programs going to smaller programs and say, hey, you can be part of this program. You're probably not going to play. So have some consistency because you can get a five-star. If he's not playing in a year, he's going to transfer. Yep. Sure. And so by taking some of these kind of lower-rated kids and giving yeah. them, hey, you get to be part of Georgia football, that might be well, enough to, to get him to – They multiple years of eligibility. Yeah, they have multiple years of eligibility. And this is kind of like this is a way to keep people in the in the program that otherwise would be out of there. Yep. Well, I think, I think he has – I think my idea – has a little bit of talent. He's just young. He's still young, and he's he's still learning the the, the position. A lot, but think, of, a lot of interceptions yeah. and a lot of touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Who, how, yeah. what was it? What was his? What did he throw? How many? How many? I think it was sixteen touchdowns and ten interceptions or something okay. like that. I have to look it up. All right, all right. What's I mean? I mean. As a freshman quarterback, this is this is know, Blue's team. He he's probably seen a lot more of him than you us. You know, he right? did good this year. I know that he. Did yeah, yeah. Even, they did. Know, they had a good season, man. So they did. a freshman quarterback. I think him coming in as a, now as a sophomore, going to Georgia and learning under Carson Beck and and, and some of the coaches that they have there. I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna hurt. I it, think if anything, it'll make them. It kind of gets you thinking. You're the kingpin starting every single second at one school, and now you're gonna see. Uh, you know, time against uh, actually, if you saw Georgia's schedule, it makes up for the crap that they played the last three years. Yeah, yeah they've one. got they've got a pretty challenging schedule, so I don't expect that he's going to get in unless Beck gets hurt. About right. darn time, that's what I have to say with that. But huh? No more cupcakes for Georgia early in the year. About damn. Although time. they were pre they were early preseason number one. I don't know who's figuring that out, but you know. <laughs> I saw that, and then I saw Michigan at two, Oregon at three, and in Alabama at four. So, and we're five, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. You just five missed the cut. Yeah, it's like yeah. when I used to do my top one hundred, and the kid will go, "Oh, coach," I said, "You were one hundred and one, man. You just missed it." You just missed it. <laughs> oh man, uh, do you guys do you guys like the potential? And I know, kind of blue already answered it, but uh, DJ, do you like the potential of bringing in? Um, Talia to, uh, to to be the starting quarterback here? Absolutely, yes, absolutely. I think he's your automatic starter if you bring him in. Um, you know, he is very good throwing on the run. He has a very strong arm. Uh, he's very accurate. Um, you know, there are some there, there are some times when he's a little bit loose with the football, but, you know, the potential is there. The <laughs> arm strength is there. The mobility is there. I mean, I would be all for bringing him in. Absolutely, I think yep. he would complement this offense very nicely. I got to see him a little bit at Maryland, and you know, just him on the field. He he elevated that team, you know, by himself with his ability to move out of the pocket and you know make throws on the run. And he was a receiver's best friend, you know, over the course of his career at Maryland. So I would love to have him here at Miami. So, Vich, let me ask you this, right? Because you're talking about a lot of interceptions from a guy like Maiva, Maiava, whatever his name is, um, and some of the other guys that were in the portal. But, I mean, we're talking about Talia was, what, 25 and 11. So he threw 11 interceptions as well this year. He has a tendency sometimes, okay, to to make the, the, the bad throw, the bad read, 
Okay, when when things get a little tight and under pressure, uh, he did have yeah. throw, did throw for a lot of for you know for a lot of yards. Uh, he did have twenty five touchdowns, which is better than sixteen, of course. Um, however, yeah. he still has a knack for, you know, for throwing an errant an errant pass here and there as well. Do you think that under a guy like Dawson and this system, it'll allow him to pay, play more free, not worry about having to make those mistakes under pressure? going out there and making the right reads, making the right throws, and he'll actually develop and be, uh, well, develop is, is as strong as 24 years old already. So at some point he's got to, you know, <laughs> boom, yeah, develop is, is relative. So, but you I got a BYU. He had to fit, fit in pretty good out there. <laughs> yeah. Probably would have been the youngest guy on the team. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> no kidding. That's true, man. But, you know, look, not, not, you know, not numbers that blow you out of the water either. Yeah, he's, he's a big 10 leader in passing, but, you know, he was there for, for a while too. And, you know, not a lot of huge names on that, on that list aside from maybe a guy like Drew Brees. So, you know, still a, a good player. I like him. I'm, I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate here. I like him. I think he's a solid player. Me I too. think he can come in and be good. But what say you about the potential for him to be turnover prone sometimes as well? I mean, I, you know, yeah, he's not yeah, the only one. You know, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it, it, no, it, it, it's there. I mean, look, no one, we don't, there's no, I mean, again, we're, we're, we're shopping in the discount aisle. Um, and he's the, he's the best thing in it. Um, so I, I agree with what you said, Jazzer. We're not a quarterback away. It didn't matter who came in from like being what Michigan is this year, next year. That just wasn't going to happen. So he's the best quarterback we can get. So we get him in there. Is he going to be, perfect or wart free no are we gonna get annoyed when he throws a ball into double coverage and gets intercepted yes that, that is that's the reality of it now whether the system is more friendly i mean he is coming out of a gaddis offense so um, he put up numbers there he can do it it's like new york you do it there you can do it anywhere right um yeah last but, two coordinators actually so. yeah so he's so he's but on, on the other on the other on the other side of that, I mean, we still don't even really – we've seen really one quarterback play in Dawson's offense, and he threw a bunch of interceptions. So. And it wasn't his guy, and it wasn't his guy, which a lot of people are saying if he gets his guy, a guy that he likes to come into the system, different story potentially. I mean, who knows? Who knows? It's all. It's a lot of unknowns, but from a talent standpoint, from an experience standpoint, from having played a high level of football standpoint, he blows the rest of our room away. So yeah, absolutely love to have him, and he would be the starter, and he's our best option right now, realistically, to have the best season we can next year, and that's that's what we're and and I know I know I know we're talking about patience discount right. I think he's actually better than a lot of people give him credit for. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily count him as a discount type of player. You know, I think I think he's still very raw in some aspects, like you guys are talking about turnovers and how he can make the occasional bad throw. But at the same time, you know, he his play style fits very well with, you know, uh, the the offense that Shannon Dawson wants to run. And so I think that could be a good fit because the other part of it is, you know, what do you do to help the quarterback? You surround him with good receivers. And we have some really, really good ones coming up right around the bend here. Oh, and you want to hear something funny? And I think you'll all get a kick out of this. He has – he has had really good numbers the last couple of years, right? I mean, 25 and 11 this year. Last year, he had some pretty damn good numbers as well. He's a good quarterback. Who, 
Who have his two offensive coordinators been at Maryland? And he's been able Dan Enos and Josh Gaddis. Yeah, and he's been able yeah. to do what he did. He's been able to do what he did at Maryland. I like our I like our uh, I like our prospects here with him coming in with a, with a guy like Dawson. I think I think he'll be all right. So I'll just say that. Um, so I mean, we'll see. I think he will. Like you said, Blue. I think he will get that that waiver. I think what screwed him was those two plays that he played when his brother got hurt, right in Alabama. Right. Uh, that he already had four games in. He came in and asked him if he wanted to play. And he said, yeah. And he came in for like two plays and that was it. And that screwed his fifth, his fifth game, you know, screwed him up for his fifth game. Uh, not to redshirt or something like that. I think the story goes something like that. So uh, I think if he comes in, then now you're talking about, and you mentioned it, Vish, you're talking about a stronger quarterback room, some competition, some guys that you can develop under. And then you bring in, uh, the following year, Luke Nickel, who's you know potentially going to be a top five quarterback in this class, maybe even the top quarterback. He's I'm ready for him to come here already. Uh, no kidding, for real. So <laughs> we need him. He'll be back down here again this year. They're gonna, Milton's going to play back uh, down here again to kick off the season, so we'll get a chance oh, nice. to see him again. Oh, cool. We should definitely go out there. I do, I do think it's really important, though, that we win a lot of games next year. Um, we are into year three now. You can only for so long say figuring things out and it'll That's get there. And eventually the it's gonna you are what your record says you are, right? If we come back and win seven games again next year. Not a good look. Yeah, and and that's why that's where it's hard, assuming he stays healthy. <clears throat> it's hard to imagine not being better with Talia than we were this last year. And that Again, then you're showing as long as you continue to show that linear growth, you can sell it. Five wins to seven to nine to hey, you come in here by your sophomore year, we're gonna be playing in the playoffs and all like you can sell that if you go five to seven to six or something, and then everyone starts heading for the exits. So this is a big year for Mario. I agree. Yep. Blue, what are your thoughts on how and this is a great segue to to, you know, what your thoughts are on, on the, the job that Mario has done overall in the last two years, recruiting, coaching-wise, everything. Um, do you think he is on the right track here at Miami? Yeah, I think so. I think that the big thing is uh, this, This, as Vish said, year three, you gotta, you got to have turned a corner. You really have because you emptied out all your the guys who were quote unquote dead wood. You brought in a lot of your own guys. You have a coaching staff that now rolls up its sleeves and coaches and 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 as we see with the recruiting, um, it's probably an incomplete grade. But we'll be sitting here in ten months, and uh, as you said, seven wins is unacceptable. Unacceptable. Um, especially in this day and age of college football where, you know, turning the corner is a two, three year deal. And then you could be your, you know, especially with 12 teams vying for playoffs. Uh, if they're not in the playoffs uh, picture in two years, there's, there's going to be a lot of disgruntled people. No. I'm not saying I, win it, but at least be in that, you know, top 12 team uh, right. within a couple of years, two years, uh, I think by, uh, year four, this end of this year, he's got to kind of show, oh, wow, Miami's going to be really good in 25. And that's when I think things got to turn around a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I I agree with this. You know, I think this year is an extremely important year for this program. Yep. 
I agree. I um I know there's a lot more to go. Uh, there's a lot more to go when it comes to the transfer portal. I know it's it's only begun. Uh, you probably are going to start hearing some some more names start to drop and, and pop off now and commit. Uh, so the transfer window did close. However, guys can still commit and all that. It's uh, it's about entering. Nobody can yeah, enter now. Yeah, is the window to enter, and then and then there's also yeah. I, I, in in after spring ball. There's more. Oh yeah, that's gonna be crazy. So that's the yeah. spring ball. You're gonna see a whole bunch. Look, the, the truth is that Miami has to. Unfortunately, Miami has to wait for a couple of guys to uh, to transfer out or or leave the program because. Um, we don't have enough spots right now. And I'm sorry, I'm just checking the chat there, but uh, we don't have enough spots right now. We've got 80, I think 89 scholarship players, including the transfer portal guys. And you need to be down to 85 at some point. So, you know, they've, they've got to do some some evaluating again. And uh, I think they need to Spring get down cleaning. to a certain number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> a good way of putting it. So. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what Miami does in the next. I mean, some of that stuff so. will, will, will happen naturally. I mean, if you think about it, if if Talia comes in here, are all five of these quarterbacks going to be here? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One of them Maybe might not the portal in the spring, yeah. right? After they compete for it. That's possible. Definitely. Definitely. But you got to think about it this way, right? Talia is, is he's a one-year guy. Um, and I think Emery and Jakari both know that they – I mean, well, maybe Jakari is going to fight for that starting job. But I think Emery knows that he's probably going to redshirt this year uh, based off of his injuries. You've got Poffenbarger who's got a couple of years. They might stick it out this year and maybe go somewhere next year, but you're right, Rich. I think uh, you could see definitely one of them, you know, whether it's Jakari. I mean, it's got to – honestly, the only option is Jakari because yeah. Emery's not going to go anywhere because he's hurt. Uh, Poffenbarger just transferred in, and Talia's just transferred in as well. So yeah, if anybody, it's going to be it's going to be JB. So – which would kind of suck, but at the same time, that's why I think you brought in a guy like Reese Poffenbarger, right? To to kind of be that. Right, it's a security too. To it's, it's, yeah. it's security. Um, Mohammed with the dono. Um, oh, thanks, so, Mohammed. Appreciate it. Well, well, why doesn't anyone bring the fact that we're guaranteed to lose two or three games here because of how bad a game day coach Mario is? <laughs> well, well, this is a fair that. question. Yeah, this is a fair question. I'm well, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's a fair question. In the sense, it's it's not a fact. So not calling fact. it a fact is not a fact. It's not a fact, <laughs> well, is, not a fact he, but it's a, he, it's he a pretty does good not, argument. Well, well, there's a couple of things, right? There's a couple. There's layers to this. I will say bluntly, he is the worst coach I have ever seen at managing the clock, and that's even if you remove the kneel down fiasco. I mean, we we end up we still have two timeouts left if someone wants them. Like I mean, it's it's insane. Like like, and it, it's every game is like that. We're le- losing possessions. So I totally acknowledge that. However, how often you know teams like Washington that find themselves in a close game every week and win them and go far are rare. In oh, college yeah. football, you assemble teams where you're basically winning comfortably. Where this like if you actually if you compete at the top level, 
you don't find yourself in two to three close games a year, let alone lose all of them because of clock management issues. So, I mean, I, it is a problem. He needs to, frankly, he needs, we talked about this right after the bowl. He needs help. Clearly, he's not capable. That's something, it's a skill he does not have. And he needs to not be stubborn about it and get help. Um, I always believe people can improve, and him included. Um, but if you elevate the tamp- the the talent around here, so you're not, you know, in a one possession game with Rutgers or Georgia Tech, you're not losing those games because of clock management. And we also did win two overtime games this year. Um, and you know, he got he got a lot of crap for finally kneeling the ball against Clemson. Like, I mean, if he'd been more aggressive there, he might maybe throw a pick and lose that game at the end of regulation instead of getting to overtime. So, I mean, it's look, I have been as frustrated and vocal about this. Um, and and so I'm not saying that there isn't a problem there, but no, it's not a fact that we're going to lose two or three games a year because of his game. Yeah. coaching. I mean, I said this. I said this on John's show a little while ago. And, and I'll say, just for the last two – I mean, two years ago, we hardly played any competitive games. We were getting blown out in the regular episode. Yeah. <laughs> just got yeah. our ass kicked a bunch. Right. Yeah, I mean, my this year, I get, I get, I get what he means about this year, and I think that if you correct some of those oh, yeah. things – this is, this is why I said it. You know, John's uh, – I think it's more than just the players. I think this coaching staff needs to get better. They need to learn, and they need to understand that – you know, the players are obviously you have to develop and get better, but you guys as a coaching staff need to do a better job of, of managing, not only managing the program, but, you know, like you mentioned, managing the clock, understanding the situations that you're in and making better decisions. I think that uh, if they don't do that, they're, they're, yeah, they will struggle a little bit. So I think it's important for sure. They're, they're going to have to do their part. If not, you know, I, I know, I know if the team is, you know, the team may be talented enough where coaching doesn't matter at some point, uh, but this is not the 2001, 2000 Larry Coker team. You know, this is not a team that's led like that yet. And so you need to have the proper coaching, the proper development, the proper understanding of how to, you know, how to how to uh, take care of this team, how to be able to coach this team correctly. And they got to do a better job. And if they do, yeah. that's great. You know, I I honestly think that this year is going to tell a lot about the direction of the Mario Cristobal era. If we have a solid year where we win nine or ten games, you know, then things can start to progress. But like we said earlier, if things, you know, still, you know, six or seven wins, then some questions are going to have to be answered. The Six Rig Kane Show. The Six Rig Kane Show. The Six Rings Kane Show. Ha ha. You know